0: Focus on what am I getting back? Oh, I'm getting mental clarity. I'm getting spiritual alignment. I'm getting a healthier body. I'm becoming fulfilled, becoming a better influence in the world. Holy crap, that's way better than that chicken nugget.
1: Welcome to Hey Change. The podcast where we question the truth and find happiness in new reality. Because changing who you are and working for a better world can be a lot of fun. And it's all about bringing that positive mindset to the table. So who do you want to be? What kind of world do you want to live in? And are you ready to fight with me for this beautiful planet that we call home? You can do this. We can do this. And I'm so excited to have you here on this journey with me. My name is Anne-Therese. And this is my podcast, Hey Change. Hey guys, welcome back to Hey Change and to a very inspiring and self-empowering episode. Today, we're talking to Brad. A man who became vegan about seven months ago and who is since then preaching this new lifestyle to all his fans on Instagram. I love talking to people like Brad who are still in such early stage of their journey because it reminds me of the excitement I felt in the beginning too. And like i mentioned in my most recent episodes, my solo episodes about my personal vegan journey, it's easy to forget how things can be and feel when you first start out. And as soon as you settle into those new routines, that new lifestyle becomes your new normal and you almost forget how life used to be and feel like before this new you took shape. But today, in this conversation with Brad, the vegan male model from Florida, we will definitely cover how a new you can feel and also how important that kind of self-empowerment and growth is. Because even if this is an episode about his journey to plant-based, it's actually even more so an episode about wanting to become a healthier and more self-confident version of yourself, and also how that, as a matter of fact, is what plays a huge part in your role as a conscious human and citizen. Because no matter how vain the reason might seem for any kind of transformational desire or need of change... If it's because you want to attract that hot and puffy girl at school, or if you just want to look really good in a bikini, if you never work on that self-confidence and understand that only from a stage of self-love and comfort in your own skin will you ever be able to help others or work for the betterment of our planet. So we gotta start with you. And it's so important to understand that only a happy and confident you will bring any love and good to others. So, some things we will cover in this episode are, one, it's your right to desire a body that makes you feel confident, beautiful, and strong. And choosing a lifestyle and diet that will help you build that desired physique is never vain or selfish. If anything, it's the beginning of the superman or superwoman version of you. So, if anyone is trying to bring you down for wanting to make those changes in your life, don't let them. This is your life, so don't let anyone choose it for you. And then, you have everything you need at your fingertips right now to get started right away. Excuses won't get you anywhere, and only by continuously achieving small wins in the right direction will you build that character you need to carry on and continue to grow. And then also, how you see and treat food will determine how you see and live your life. And the moment you start seeing food through the lenses of love and treat it with respect, I promise you, your life will never be the same again. Brad is not an expert on the subject and neither am I, but we are both somewhat lost souls who grew up eating lots of meat and dairy and have found a new kind of purpose to our existence on this planet from adapting to a plant-based life. And today, he will share his why's and some tips he has on how to get started and what ways to follow to make sure you don't fail. And also some of the difficulties you may encounter as you go and how to overcome them. Brad also recently wrote a book about his journey, how he went from the chubby and unpopular kid in school to a signed male model, but taking health in his own hands and how that lately sparked his interest in going vegan. Uh, I read the book, which is an ebook, and I love how he's so open and vulnerable about his personal story so that anyone who reads it can relate and hopefully feel empowered to get in control of their health and personal journey as well. So don't forget to check that out. I've included a link to the book in the show notes and it's completely free. So guys head over and enjoy. And now without further ado, this is Brad, the chubby boy gone vegan male model on a mission to inspire you to become your healthiest and happiest self. Hi, Brad. Welcome the Vegan Model from Florida. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great, Anne. How are you?
1: I'm awesome. So it's still fairly early for me, but it's, it's closing up on lunchtime for you. So I, mean, I assume that you're starting to get hungry again.
0: I'm always hungry. There's very few times of the day that I'm not hungry. So it's about two and a half, three hours after a big meal that I start thinking about food and Stop caring about anything else and uh, start getting hangry, if you know what I mean.
1: Oh, totally know what you mean. Like, no one wants to be around me when I'm hangry. I just say that right now. It's It's
0: just like those Snickers commercials. I don't know if you've seen them, but (laughs) I'm just like that. That was a wonderful campaign, but I'm just like one of those grouchy, irritable people that want to knock over old ladies and just... Punch holes in walls because it's that bad.
1: <laughs> I love that quote. Like, don't judge me for what I say when I'm hungry, because it's so true. It's, it's just, it's just not me. You know, I'm. I turn into a different person. So yeah, I totally yeah. get it. That's why I always and need to keep. Hide. Yeah, I need to keep a snack with me at all times, just in case those moments um, come, which they do fairly often. But, <laughs> anyways, uh, I'm so happy you, re- you reached out to me a few months ago. Now, I think it was. Via Instagram, which I feel like most connections happen today.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: um, you talked about your upcoming ebook, and um, we talked about that you should obviously be in my podcast. So I'm so happy this is finally happening. But then I also. Yeah,
0: me too. Thanks so much.
1: Yeah. And of course, since you're a model. And I have an agency and you're like everything we're trying to speak for. I'm like, Hey, do you want to be with our agency? So now Brad is also represented by Role Models Management. He's a role model. So you should definitely go check him out. He looks fabulous on our board. So don't forget about that. It's RoleModelsMGMD.com. Okay. Now we got that out there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I love it. Yes. You need to get that. So please share with us how your vegan journey started and why.
0: Well, my vegan journey started about two years ago. And, you know, it wasn't really from documentaries or anything like that. The biggest reason that I even looked in the direction of veganism is because my best friend has been a vegan for about four years now and an animal welfare advocate as well. And it was his nudge which made me open my mind to veganism, which made me look at some of the stereotypes or some of the issues that people would say, like, uh, you can't build muscle, you can't have protein, you'll have all these deficiencies, all these things, it made me at least question that and look at the other side of the coin, look at how people have overcome not having meat in terms of uh, getting protein elsewhere and where they're getting certain uh, vitamins and minerals that people would say it's only in meat, but then I'd I'd look at the other side. So I opened my mind up to that. And then I'd see the occasional documentary. And I would still think, look, there's no way in hell I could ever go vegan because I love eating food. And protein was one of the few food sources or a few, um, one of the micro macronutrients that would actually fill me up. So I could eat rice and fruit and veggies all day long and never get full. And meat, ch- grilled chicken, salmon, eggs, all these foods are the one of the few things that would fill me up. So that was always my reasoning for saying, you know what, I'd love to, but I need my protein and I can't get full without it. Not unless I eat eight pounds of pasta and now I'm going to gain 50 pounds. So for me, it was extremely difficult because I was seeing more and more on Facebook and Instagram about how these animals were treated, yet I had very specific measurements I had to meet in order to be a model. I had to look a very specific way. I couldn't just eat what I wanted, uh, eat pasta twice a day, eat veggies, fruits, and let my body take whatever form it wants and be okay with it because now my career was going to suffer. But after looking up the answers and just different perspectives. I told myself in 2017 I'm going to give up meat. I'm going to give up poultry, pork, red meat, and I'll just have eggs and fish and a bit of dairy. So it was pretty much pescatarian, uh, except I think you add eggs because pescatarian. Uh, I I don't I don't know if it includes eggs or not. I think they don't include eggs, but whatever. Eggs, fish, and a bit of dairy and It was a tough year, 2017, transitioning, because I do travel a lot, and I'm in situations where you either eat the celery stick or you have the wonderful filet mignon. It's not like this nice vegan dish as an alternative, but I was able to make the right decision far more than the wrong decision, and after a year of being pescatarian-ish or at least being off those meats, I felt so much more fulfilled and proud of myself that I said, you know, 2018, let's take it to the next level. Let's go full vegan, at least for a month. So it was going to be go go vegan for the month of January, see how it turns out, and then go from there. I just wanted it to be an experiment, not this lifelong commitment. But the month went by a lot easier than I thought it would. It gets easier and easier every day to the point where now I don't even think twice about it.
1: So many questions now (laughs) as you're talking. I am so proud of you, first thing, because like you said, you were, it was difficult. You were, you were scared for doing this big of a leap because, um, I mean, you have certain things you have to speak for as a model, you know, there are industry standards and, um, we're going to get to this later, but you have actually come from a place of overweight too. So I think those were the ghosts you were also struggling with inside, um, And food is something we have such strong beliefs about. Like, it's part of our culture and part of our identity as humans. So if someone comes to us or, like, even if there's a voice inside that's telling us that something is probably not right about the way you're eating, like, it might be that you're, you know, consuming animals and then you find out that these animals are not treated well. And there's a disconnect uh, in your whole, like, existence as a human And so on one end, you want to really better that part of yourself. but then on the other end, it's like, well, I need to also be uh, considerate about like what I'm eating in terms of carbs and stuff. I can't just, you know, give up on my diet. And so I think that disconnect is where we get scared and we don't do anything. So I'm really proud of you for still like finding an in-between option. Like it's not that you were like, okay, starting tomorrow, I'm going vegan off the beat. Because I think if you were to do that, you probably would have failed because of those um, uncertainties and like fear inside you and so when it becomes too overwhelming we just don't follow through and um, I would really like to hear some of your um, thoughts about the 2017 year because it's usually that year that's the hardest like you just said too and again I'm really I think it's a it's a measurement of success to just give make it... Um, Make it exciting and just give yourself a challenge and say, hey, I'm just going to try it out for a month. Let's see what happens. And usually what happens is that, okay, I felt a lot better. Let's just continue going. But if you were to have said, okay, starting tomorrow forever, I'll I'll be vegan. Like, that's it. I think, again, it would have been too overwhelming. So it's really how you attract, like, how you go about it, like your attitude towards it is going to determine if you'll make it or not. But um, yeah. Yeah.
0: And my year, I, I knew how big food played into my life. I, I was my mom would always say, I live to eat, I don't eat to live. I love eating. I love eating large quantities of food. And I've always loved eating meat and animal products. So 2017, going pescatarian-ish or, or just going off of eggs and and fish was more of a challenge than going vegan in 2018. And if it was go from how I'm eating now to go vegan, uh, there that would not have been sustainable. There was a 95% chance I would have given up after a month or two and said, you know, what, it's not worth it, screw it. For me, going gradually, saying, you know what, let me go from eating meat seven days a week to, let's say, six days a week, and then five days a week, and then something where, oh, you find this new product, wow, that's a, a cool new a replacement meats, a Beyond meat, or uh, that's that's a really cool recipe that has the same texture as what I'm looking for, has the same carbs and protein and fat and everything that I was finding in my animal-based products. Then you could start replacing one by one, and to me that makes it sustainable long term because going vegan, a uh, that's a lifestyle that hopefully you want to have for the rest of your life, not something that. You want to just have until you get burnt out and go back to your ways. So for me, it's always looking at it like a marathon, not a sprint. If it's a marathon, it's okay to go slow as long as you're going forward. If it's a sprint, that's like saying, all right, I'm going vegan for a week. Then great, go vegan go vegan for a week. But then when the week is up, you're back to your own ways. That's not nearly as impactful as Looking at it like a marathon, understanding your strengths and weaknesses, knowing which foods that you really, uh, you want, the ones that you can replace very easily, and the ones that are going to be the biggest challenge, and the times it'll be the biggest challenge, like uh, traveling or if it's hanging out with friends, certain friends at certain times. Is it football season when you meet up with your buddies at the sports bar, and the sports bar has nothing vegan except for the most basic salad that you can put together at the grocery store in 30 seconds, uh, that's a tough situation. That's something that you might have to work around or say, you know what, let me indulge that one day of the week, but the other six, I'm going to be good. Whatever is going to work for you long-term, for me, I'm much more of a fan of.
1: For sure. And I actually, I was just doing two like solo vegan episodes myself, and some feedback I got from my listeners was that what most people struggle with actually is just getting to action. Like they know that they want to try it out. They know they should, probably should and like they keep hearing that it's so good for you, it's good for the planet, it's ethical. But then there's just like this knowledge to action gap. Um do you have any advice to someone who's stuck there right now? Like what would something what was something you did to just get going? Like what made it start for you? What did you tell yourself?
0: Well there has to be a strong enough reason to do anything. I feel like when people want to do something, but they don't, it's always because the reason why is not strong enough. If you're, if you have to, uh, if your doctor said, look, you're going to die in 30 days unless you go running and you do this certain, thing, you have a lot of reason to do it. So if it's just something like, Oh, I'd like to do this, but there's not this really, Strong reason why then you're always going to be struggling with putting the action in place because you'll always do what You want to do most so for me I was living in Unalignment I wasn't living in alignment. I was Seeing more and more information that contradicted how I wanted to be living so I'd see animals getting slaughtered and these disgusting factory farms and things that just really bothered me so the pain of seeing that and living in a way that wasn't peaceful, wasn't in alignment with my beliefs, that pain kept growing and growing to the point where I said, I've got to make a change. I've got to at least try. And I think what stops a lot of people is looking at the vegan lifestyle as, well, I got to be vegan for the next 60 years. Uh, I should be doing this, but that's way too scary. Looking at And saying, you know what, for the next 30 days, I'm just not going to eat chicken just to see how it goes. And if they do that, if you feel better, either spiritually, mentally, physically, in any way, then it's not a sacrifice. So now all of a sudden it's, of course, I'm not going to eat chicken because I feel better in one of these realms. Not eating chicken. So the next 30 days, maybe I'll give up red meat and then you can keep going. But the point is that it should not be this chore. I think a lot of people don't put the action together because they look at it like you'll be giving up more than you'll rec- you'll be receiving. So if you are giving up all these things, you're making this sacrifice three to five days or uh, times per day for the next 365 days for the next 30, 40, 50 years, That sounds dreadful. You have to focus on what am I getting back? Oh, I'm getting mental clarity. I'm getting spiritual alignment. I'm getting a healthier body. I'm becoming fulfilled, becoming a better influence in the world. Holy crap, that's way better than that chicken nugget. So finding that reason, and I think like a lot of people, because they don't see all the pros that are coming from being vegan or at least living in alignment with what they believe that uh, they never try. They, they say, oh, I should be doing this, but they, they never find that reason why because they're focusing on all the things they're giving up rather than all the intangibles that they're receiving.
1: I mean, it's always about the attitude. Whatever you do in life, it can be the most struggling uphill battle or it can be a hell of a ride and just joy, like fun. And I think with any kind of change, you always have to choose to later because it's like if you want to succeed on anything it has to be fun to do it and it has to be a challenge but a challenge can be a good thing and so that's again I think it's so important to just like hey I'm gonna try this out and then once I reach this you know first bullet point whatever then I move on to the next one it's not about like taking the big um like, don't chew the whole thing at once, that's all I'm saying. And don't look at it like, okay, starting tomorrow for the rest of my life, I'm going to sacrifice all this stuff. Like, that, then you're doing it the complete wrong way. So thank you for all that I'm really for good sure. um, inspiration. And what would you say is, for you, what was the biggest surprise in all of it, this, this entire journey?
0: Okay, so for me, being a model, I was eating healthy Before going vegan before going on just uh, eggs and fish. So it would be a lot of fruits a lot of veggies and then I would have a piece of chicken or fish or uh, Pasteurized eggs or something like that. So physically I honestly didn't notice much because I was already 90% of the way there if not more it was the spiritual Feeling the fulfillment I got from being a part of a cause, being a part of the change I wanted to see in the world, and knowing that you know what my example might positively affect one person, that would positively affect another person. Me, maybe me not feeling any physically better just because I'm already eating healthier, but being an advocate for this lifestyle and this movement can help someone else feel physically better because they try it and they're 30 pounds, 40 pounds, 100 pounds overweight eating garbage food and then they go to a a plant-based whole food diet and they see physical results that uh, I never saw because I was already there but they weren't there and they see that while for me it was the spiritual fulfillment that I saw. So just like my friend who uh, inspired me to go vegan and just go in this direction. Physically, it wasn't much about him, and he never even mentioned anything spiritually or mentally that he got from it. But since I went in this direction and went vegan, I noticed those things. So it's kind of cool just uh, seeing something that I feel like very few vegans talk about, which is the fulfillment of doing the right thing. That internal conflict that I had for years disappeared because it kept building where I would see something I didn't agree with, yet I'd be putting my dollars towards feeding more of that. You know, I'd be turning the wheel so that they would be doing more and more of that. And that ate me up inside. So just saying, you know, my dollar is now going towards asparagus. It's now going towards quinoa. It's now going towards all these vegan uh, soaps and detergents and everything like that. That felt so good inside, and yet it gets overlooked. So that was a very big surprise for me.
1: I love that, and I feel like I keep hearing those stories, and I experience the exact same thing. And no one talks about it, like you said. It's just this spiritual awakening that I just felt like I was reborn. And just like you... When you put intention behind your money and you like use your dollars with love, it just gives so much more value to your life and it's a feeling you can't explain anyway, like any differently. And, and I
0: feel empowered too, I must say, sorry to cut you off, no, no, I feel no. more empowered as in now I'm not the slave to the dairy industry and the pork industry. I'm not addicted to their products that they want me to buy. I now look at my dollar bill and say, you know, I want it to go somewhere else and I'm empowering the change I want to see in the world. And it makes me even more proud to go to the store and see more and more vegan products, knowing that, hey, all of our dollars are votes. They matter. Whatever we do, uh, you know, th- that's the great thing about economics. It's supply and demand and you have to have both. And we are the demand side. where we demand another product something ethical something vegan then the suppliers will go in that direction and we make more of a difference than we think we do
1: for sure and something really important you said also because i think a lot of people are afraid of starting it because of you know they they feel like they're going to lose their current health and that was my exactly what happened to me i was what i thought to be my most healthy state ever before i you know became vegan And Mm -hmm. a year into it or not even like three months into it, I actually took a before and still picture because I realized that my body shape hadn't changed whatsoever, even though I thought I was going to lose all my muscles and just like, you know, basically everything I built up in the gym would just go away because of like the lack of protein and whatnot. And so similar to you, my surprise was I didn't feel that different. Like I didn't see that much of a difference in my body. Um, Mm -hmm. eating completely different foods. But the added on star was obviously the spiritual journey and the lightness that came with it and just the purpose, the inner purpose of knowing that you are finally connecting those dots inside you and you're going, you know, moving down the right path. So that's kind of incredible in itself. Um, And something I want to move on to, because I know that when you grew up, um, as you said yourself, you were kind of the fat kid. Um, so please tell us how being a young kid in school with that image made you feel and also how and when you decide to take health matters in your own hands.
0: Sure. So as a kid, I wasn't obese, but I was the chubby kid. I was definitely the one going to the swimming pool with a shirt on and always self-conscious because I always ate a lot and it would be a lot of Pop-Tarts and brownies and garlic bread and hamburgers and pizza and all that and it was that was just one side of it so being chubby as a kid is hard enough as it is but then i also grew up an only child of immigrant parents who basically couldn't teach me anything about the u.s culture or ways of life and that made that added to the insecurity because now i don't have any role models i don't have an older brother an older sister i don't have parents that could show me the way they weren't very successful in their careers or did anything that I could be proud of, uh, or at least want to emulate growing up. So I latched onto my friends and the parents of my friends that had it together that were socially, uh, adequate and, uh, were well-connected and just had a great confidence around them. But with food, when I was lonely, because I'm an only child and when I was, uh, feeling, Insecure and all these things. I, food was medicine. Food was a drug. It wasn't medicine. It was a drug. It wasn't a, what it should be. So it was just this cycle of I feel insecure. I feel lonely. I want friendship. I want to be connected. And well, I can be connected to this donut or at least feel that sense of dopamine rush or whatever it is from eating this donut. And that lasted for years and years until basically in high school. Internet started coming out. Uh, I graduated high school in 2004. So this was around 99 2000 where There's the internet's coming out. You can read online about how to do things video wasn't big yet But you could still research from home how to eat healthy. I didn't know what eating healthy was I didn't know how to lose weight and thank God for Google because I call Google my third parent or my guardian angel, because seriously, anything you want to learn, you could just plug right into Google and the information is there in a second. I started taking it into my own hands because I had the answers right in front of me. It wasn't going to a library and having to dig up that one book, Dewey Decibel System, or whatever it's called, and the books from 1984 to see how to lose weight or get in shape. So it really started midway through high school with me getting in shape, having a car, and then being able to go to a gym, lose weight. Uh, and you know, kids nowadays, they have it so much better just because the information is right there. There's really no excuse. If you wanna do something, it's up to you. The information's out there. There's uh, Just about everyone has a smartphone or at least access to the internet. So that's why my excuse, I don't give kids nowadays the excuses uh, because it's up to them. They can do it.
1: For sure. But I think the hardest part to overcome is that whole self-image and self-worth perception that people have on themselves. And I think, um, I mean, obviously something I kind of... Some kind of bell rang inside you that you wanted to change, and you started looking into being healthy, which is a reality you never even thought of growing up
0: for me, it was the why got big enough. The why was I wanted to get with a girl I wanted to get with. I, I wanted the girl that everyone had a crush on. I wanted her to look at me. That's the first thing if you're a young boy or a young girl in class is, hey, I have a crush on that girl, and she doesn't even know I exist. Well, if you're overweight, if you are insecure, you know that you can start there. Like, if you're overweight, it's like, well, maybe that's one reason, so let me get healthier. I mean, it could be the way you dress. It could be your lack of confidence. It could be because you do certain things. But to me, the why became big enough. It was I wanted better and I have the means of knowing how to get better, and then it would just be up to me to apply it. But if I got the attention from the girls that I wanted attention from when I was younger, I probably wouldn't have gotten in the shape I'm in today, and that probably would have sent me down a completely different pathway of life. But that was my rock bottom, was I'm not getting the attention, I feel like I'm capable of getting it. What is going to get me there? And continuously seeing the girls that I had crushes on overlook me, see me as a friend, all that was enough pain to get me over to that tipping point where I wanted to do something about it.
1: And I think that's a great example. uh, because. I think it's really important to understand that wanting to do good for yourself and wanting to look a certain way and take care of your body and feel good and have self-love, it's all connected with, like, helping helping save the world. You know, it's all about love to yourself will also multiply and become love to others. And you have to start with yourself. You have to feel confident in who you are. You have to wanting to be the person that you look up to. Um, And I think... What started your vegan journey was actually a lot before you even started thinking about ethical reasons in your food. Like the one day you decided to, okay, I want to attract that girl. I want to start being healthy. That was just a first step in the right direction, right? And that eventually led you to thinking about food and, you know, looking into foods in a deeper level and then wanting to go vegan. And now, since you are so happy about yourself and with, with who you are and who you turn out to be... You now have that platform of self-love to build upon, and now you can actually take it to like further than yourself. But if you never got to that first stage, like if you if you're still in in this like low self-esteem image, there's no way you're gonna want to help someone else. Does that make sense?
0: Well, you, yeah. Or you don't have the tools to help someone else because you can only give what you have. It's like that uh, when you get on the airplane, they say put on your life preserver first, and then put on the the your child's life preserver or oxygen mask or whatever it is. It's that same philosophy. You can only give what you already have. So I knew that me being my best self, my healthiest self, I can inspire others, I can help the planet in whatever way. But you can't do that if you're not the example yourself. If you don't have those skill sets, if you don't have that experience and that knowledge, then what do you have to give?
1: For sure. So for anyone who might have a poor self image right now, what are some advice you could give that person?
0: Understand, this is just my advice, is understand that you can change at any moment. The past is the past. The now is the now. And your perception of you is just a perception. Just like the perception I have of me right now is just the perception. The best way to build the self-esteem is to keep promises that you make to yourself. The best way to absolutely lose self-esteem and self-confidence and any of that is to make promises to yourself and not live up to it. That is when I feel the absolute worst and that's when you probably feel the absolute worst. So whether it's something small, and that's why I like to go in in a, a very gradual way, because if I said I'm gonna go vegan for the next year right after going from all meats and I didn't live up to that, that would have hurt my self-image. Oh, I'm worthless, I can't keep a promise to myself. You know, how can I even trust myself? You have, you start building trust in yourself by keeping these promises. So that's why it's, you know what, just in the next hour, I'm going to have three foods that I'm going to replace with vegan products and I'm going to do that for a week. Make these little wins and then self esteem goes. So, and you can use that in any, any path you have in life in terms of career, health, relationships, but it's, Understanding that you have the ability to change the information, we live in 2018. The information of everything you want is out there and it's at your fingertips. So that's done. There's no excuse for not knowing how. You can Google it and you'll know how. Now it comes down to what step can I take in the right direction that I can challenge myself to keep and make sure it's an attainable little challenge. That once you hit that, you get a bit of dopamine or you get a bit of a uh, a confidence boost because you know what? You made a promise. You you kept it. And now let's move on to the next. The only reason I have the confidence I do today, which still isn't 100%, but it's way higher than before, is because I've seen myself grow from this insecure, chubby little kid is a male model that has been represented across the country by these major uh, agencies. And I've done it by consistently keeping small promises to myself that over time developed habits and became huge lifestyle changes. So now I know anything I actually want bad enough, I can do.
1: I love it. And I also know because I follow you on Instagram that you are super passionate today about just spreading messages about self-empowerment and growth but also the vegan magic so anyone who can go check out his Instagram which you need to do so why is it so important to you to inspire others to follow your path
0: because look I'm not I, I wasn't 400 pounds as a kid I, there, there are so many people out there that have so many worse stories that have so many worse beginnings than I do I mean look I was a chubby kid I was insecure but I was never abused. I was never molested or anything so horrific, but I feel like if I can come as far as I have and I have the ability to tell another person, Hey, wherever you are in life, just understand that you have the power for it to change in the better for the better. Then I honestly feel like it's my responsibility. I feel like if I don't do it, then I am doing a disservice to the world, to God, to myself. And uh, I really just feel like, you know, it's the most fulfilling thing in the world to have a message that helps others become better for themselves and for the planet and to give that away.
1: Mm, I love it. So are you getting a lot of feedback and responses from people? Are they being inspired?
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm getting a lot of responses in person sometimes and then definitely on Instagram uh, and then a a couple emails from uh, where the book's being downloaded as well. And, you know, it's just it means a lot because I thought it would end at me. And then when you're able to spread that message and actually help people not sell something, but actually help people uh, live a better quality of life than they were before. I don't know what other thing you could ask for. I mean, it's just the coolest feeling in the world.
1: Well, they do say that highest level of happiness is helping others. There's no other way you can achieve that kind of feeling inside. So it's just so on point for sure. And I love it. I'm so inspired by you. I mean I've been vegan for like over three years now, but (laughs) I still look That's
0: impressive. See now you inspire me because I'm only about seven, six months in, six and a half months in and Three, two and a half more years sound very difficult, but, you know, uh, I'm sure I'll be there soon enough.
1: Well, the thing is this, though. It isn't difficult because today I'm at this point where, like, I don't even crave non-vegan food. Like, n- there's mm. nothing, no part of my taste buds that want that kind of pork or chicken. Like, I just don't crave it anymore. And so I don't even see it as sacrificing. I would say the only time it is challenging is, like you said before, traveling. And mm-hmm. I always go on like, okay, let's figure out this airport. Maybe there will be some, something vegan I can eat. And there will sometimes be a restaurant that has like a veggie burger. Or there might be like a salad, like you said, in and in like a salad bar or something. But for the most times, I just always bring my own food to be safe uh, in those yeah. situations. That would be the only challenging time, I'd say. But yeah, and, and no. one
0: thing to I must add real quick is that one of the biggest surprises of being six months vegan is that your taste buds do adapt. So if you're thinking, oh my God, I can't go without bacon. I got you. I understand. Bacon was awesome. I love the taste of bacon. I love the smell. But it's because my taste buds were uh, were hardwired to love that stuff from eating it for so long before. Now, I, I walk by and I smell bacon and I almost want to vomit because I know what it is and my taste buds are so far away from that, that saying no to bacon Is way easier than saying yes to it like someone would have to pay me money to have have me have a bite of bacon because for one I know my body won't like it but honestly even my taste buds have adapted so much to a vegan vegan food and a vegan lifestyle that I don't think I'd enjoy it so If you're afraid to go vegan, something to keep in mind is that I understand your fear of giving up these foods because right now your taste buds crave it and want it. But after a while, your taste buds will crave healthier plant-based dishes, at least they have for me, where now I really want my brown rice and quinoa dishes and my smoothie and my fruits. Like That is what my taste buds are, my mouth is uh, watering over. And now it's, almost a level of disgust. It actually is a level of disgust when I smell ribs and bacon and these greasy uh, fried or grilled meats.
1: I know. It's so interesting. I feel the exact same way. I used to love bacon. It was like my weekend breakfast. And now, uh, we, in Brooklyn, we live right next to the smokery. And it, I hated it in the morning because, like, they would start, like, you know, smoking the bacon and stuff. And I just couldn't stand it. So... Totally agree with that. Um, And since you start tapping into your daily food habits, please just walk us through your day because I know you love to eat. So what does Brad, the vegan male model, eat in a day?
0: Okay. Well, smoothies uh, are my big thing. That's actually one reason I I lost a lot of weight was because uh, in high school, my second ever job, after Papa John's, that didn't help. Uh, I worked there for two years. And then after that, I worked at Smoothie King, which they have uh, actually lower quality, higher sugar content smoothies. But I was able to learn about uh, adding protein to smoothies, adding uh, different fruits. Some fruits had a lot less sugar than others. Other flavors like almond butter, peanut butter offered healthy fats, things like that. And I got addicted to smoothies. So every morning I got to have my smoothie. It's a Oh, man, it's almond milk, lemon, ginger, handfuls of spinach. There's uh, a couple tablespoons of spirulina. There's pea protein, rice protein, stevia, uh, a cup and a half of strawberries, a cup of blueberries, and then two handfuls of ice. And so this smoothie is about 50 ounces. It's really big. And I blend that all up. That's my breakfast. And then I'll also have two pieces of toast with almond butter on it like a uh, or uh, some – gluten-free waffles or something with peanut butter, and then my coffee. And then I'm good for a couple hours. Then usually I'll just have a protein shake and an apple, work out around, uh, let's say, 1230. And then at three o'clock, I'll have brown rice. Or what I love now is I love this uh, chickpea pasta or red lentil pasta. All these companies, thank God they have these pastas that are made from peas or beans or edamame. And it's high in protein. It's so delicious, and I swear, God, it makes being uh, on a vegan diet so much easier because it's pasta. We love pasta, but yet it has higher protein. It's more filling. It has more fiber, and I'm not just having this wheat or or this gluten in me. It's just it's a good quality pasta, and it's delicious. So I'll have that for lunch, and then I'm good till about six o'clock, seven o'clock. And it's really weird, but I love, love, love oatmeal and oatmeal will actually have to be my dinner on a normal night, and I hate not ending on oatmeal because it's just, it's warm, it's fuzzy, it puts me to sleep. I'll have a, a big bowl of oatmeal made with almond milk, and then I'll actually add some dark chocolate or almond butter at the bottom, so I'll have it with cinnamon on top, but then the last four or five bites have this gooey dark chocolate and almond butter at the bottom, which makes for even more of a dessert. And keep in mind, I count all my carbs, calories, fats, so for me, this is my healthy eating. I I, I mean, I'd love to say I eat this vegan pizza, this vegan burger, all that, but I try and limit myself on that, and that's my normal Monday through Friday uh, high-protein type of vegan diet.
1: Oh, my God! I need to try that oatmeal. I mean, I eat oatmeal every morning for breakfast. That's my my I start my day with oatmeal. but I it's mean,
0: phenomenal. It's oh. so cheap. It's so easy. and uh, it's so delicious. You could add berries, seeds, nuts, so many different things, but it's just that hearty, warm, gooey texture and feeling it just Mm. makes me feel so good
1: i know same with me and it's actually oats are really high in protein too which i didn't know at first i thought it was only carbs but yeah pretty high in protein
0: and then also high in fiber as well which is nice so yeah
1: well i gotta try out that putting chocolate and almond butter in the bottom that was really smart
0: well if you don't want to add so much that it's all over the place and you just want to have a you know, one tablespoon of peanut butter or just limit your peanut butter and chocolate. I just save it for the bottom because it melts. And then also it's the dessert of the dessert because mm. oatmeal to me is kind of like dessert. But then when you put that at the bottom, it's like, all right, let's end on a couple extra delicious bites and then you call it.
1: See, you know what you're talking about. You know food for sure. I can tell you. <laughs> you're smart. In
0: years of experimenting to get to this, yeah.
1: Well, so what what would you say? What is balance to you then? Because it needs to be balanced too. Like this is a healthy day for you. What would you say? Like how do you feel good about like balancing out on weekends? We just...
0: I usually do about two meals per week that are just off the wall. It used to be cake and it would be an event for me. And that, I think that's why I enjoy it so much. Because if I had cake every day, it wouldn't be nearly as enjoyable. But I know that my weaknesses are dessert. So... I'm not a very very big savory guy. I can eat a lot of broccoli, a lot of healthier greens, nothing that's uh, too, you know, not lasagna, not pizza. I I could eat that stuff, but I don't get the same enjoyment that I get out of desserts. So knowing that I need to keep my body a specific way, knowing that I'm 31 and it's getting harder and harder to keep my body this way than when I was 21, 22, 23, uh, I use my cheat meals on dessert. And I know, and it's the... It's just a big chocolate cake. I'll eat as much as I want. I'll do it with a close friend uh, or a, a, a date or something like that. And I'll make an event of it. And for me, that that brings me balance because I enjoy eating healthy. And then that is my reward for eating healthy. And then I eat so much cake that meal, I don't feel for another four or five days. So to me, for me, that works. For the average person that doesn't need to look a specific way for work. It doesn't affect your career so much. Uh, I love the 80-20 rule, 80% healthy, 20% unhealthy. It's just a very general guideline. But if you're eating unhealthy food and not enjoying it that much, then that's probably because you're eating it too frequently. So that's the way I see it. Well, I want to eat the cake and really enjoy it because it's not something I eat every day. So every bite is something I savor. I can eat a slice of cake in thirty minutes because every bite, my eyes are closed. I look like I'm on a commercial for, uh, for some yo play yogurt or something where they just close their eyes and they're mmm and they're moaning. So you know, if you're doing that, you know that you really enjoy the food.
1: For sure, and I think actually that's the secret to any kind of diet and food. Like honestly, slow down and enjoy whatever you're eating. I can't tell you how many times I'm taking that final like spoon of my plate, and I'm like, wait a second, where did my food go? I just ate all that. I didn't, I didn't even notice myself eating, and then I get mm-hmm. so sad from like having wasted this like moment of pleasure, just not paying attention, right? Exactly. So and could... we're looking
0: at our phone, and we're we're thinking about what we have to do after that meal. And I, I get you there. But what's so funny is even with my oatmeal, I'll, I'll give you a little spoiler. There'll be a little bit of chocolate and peanut butter on the bowl. I will use my spoon for the next five minutes, wrapping <laughs> around the bowl, getting that extra quarter spoon of chocolate and peanut butter. And then sometimes if no one's around, I'll actually lick the bowl. I don't care. No <laughs> one's around. No, one, you know, My roommate's cats are here. They can judge me all they want. But that's what they do. They lick things. So they're looking at me, lick the side of the bowl, and... I've already put it in my My Fitness Pal, so I'm count. I've already counted all the calories for that tiny bit of uh, chocolate and peanut butter. You kind of eat it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm one of those. Like, you can open my fridge and be like, my husband does this. He's like, honey, this peanut butter is out. Let's just throw it out. I'm like. I have not licked the, the insides. <laughs> like, I will literally <laughs> choose my moment. I'm just gonna enjoy this. And I take my finger and I just, I clean that thing out, you know? And, and you know,
0: I, I justify it by saying, no, I'm helping when I recycle it, I wanna make sure it's extra clean yes. so they don't have to do any more cleaning or whatever work they do on the recycling end. So let me make sure every little bit, and there's, you know, the peanut butter jar, there's a couple little ridges in there that you Ooh. really gotta get under. So I'll get under with a spoon or with a finger but if there's one thing to lick the jar clean of, I think it's almond butter or peanut butter.
1: For sure. Amen. And also, <laughs> you know that food waste is one of our biggest issues in the world today.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, you know, I, 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 I can't 40%. support that kind
1: of food waste. You know, I'm going to eat whatever's in there. <laughs> That's just how you it is. So.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I remember learning that it's about 40% of food is wasted in the U.S., which to me is just outrageous. But I would say if... It, like one of my biggest ad- pieces of advice to carnivores now is if you want to take one step in the right direction which is huge is just don't waste any meat to me that's one of the biggest things is if you have if you're eating meat right now freeze it give it away to a homeless person do something with it because to to use all those resources on the production of an animal and then have the animal Inhumanely raised, then slaughtered, and then thrown in the trash is something that hurts more to me than anything else. It's like if you're going to go through all that, at least have the animal serve something, some sort of good. So, if, if, like, as a first step before anything else, if you could just not throw away food, just buy less, uh, especially meat, or give it away uh, to a homeless person, something, it helps so much.
1: Yeah, and also be, I mean, if you're not ready to take the steps yet, like, just be very intentional. Again, you can cut down. Make it so that whenever you do eat meat, it's a meal that you actually enjoy. Like, you're sitting down and you're really like, okay, I'm going to enjoy this piece of meat right now. It should be that you are, like, if you are eating something that's been brought up, um, well, I can't say this because I think, unfortunately, it's not brought up with love because it's just not how the industry works, but... Anyways, just pick your moments, that's all I'm saying. Um, If you're not ready to go fully plant-based or even like start that journey, but like start just cutting down, try different kinds of foods. And if you do want to eat meat, pick your moments and be very intentional and finish your foods, like you said, or give it away to a homeless person. Just don't throw it out. It's respect. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's respected more. And I talk about that in my book too, where it's just, it's about learning about where the food comes from, knowing that this isn't food. These are animals with feelings, with families, they, you know, mothers getting taken away from their, their sons and their daughters, whether it's pigs, cows, whatever. And it might turn out food to you because you, at the grocery store, you see a nutrition label and you see some packaging and that's it. But when you look further, and I just encourage everyone to do your own research, doesn't matter. I mean, look at all the information. Just don't be afraid to do your own research and come up with your own conclusions because at the least, you'll respect food more. You'll respect what it takes to get whatever food it is, whether it's a vegetable, a fruit or animal products to your plate. And then hopefully through that, you'll understand, wow, I can't believe it's as bad as this and you'll start making the transition to more fruits and vegetables and less meat.
1: For sure, so what are five tips, five easy tips to anyone who wants to go plant-based right now?
0: Okay, you, you gotta find your why, you gotta have a reason why you're doing this. If not, then what what are you gonna do? You, you go vegan for one day, then someone invites you over to a barbecue and then you, you don't do it. So you gotta understand that uh, Finding a reason, whether it's health-based, ethical-based, or just an experiment you want to do and you want to stick to, find a reason why. Next thing is, it's going to help with your self-esteem and everything if you just make yourself go gradually in challenges and steps that you know are a challenge but you can accomplish. Uh, Do that. Uh, My thing, my third tip, I guess, would be go with the low-hanging fruit, as in... If you, if you absolutely love, love, love a specific cheese and you can't imagine your life without that cheese, don't start there. Start with something else that you might consume but you don't – you're not that in love with. Like maybe it's dairy milk. Maybe you're like, well, I like almond milk and I like regular milk but um, – you know, it, it's interchangeable, and one week I buy dairy, one week I buy almond. I'd say, look, that's, an, that's low-hanging fruit. You like both just about the same, all right, just start buying almond milk or cashew milk or whatever else is out there. Uh, let's see, next, you got to find support, uh, I mean, look, here in Miami, there's a lot of vegans. It's very supportive. In LA, in New York, it's very easy to be vegan. There's shops everywhere, you're getting supported. If you're in the Midwest good luck. If you're in Texas, in, in certain parts of Texas, good luck, because that is, you're looked at like the weirdo. So whether it's support from communities on meetup.com or Facebook or Instagram, and it's like, hey, we're a vegan group, just you got to hang out with those people. You got to at least talk to them, ask for advice. If Do they have a potluck every month? Go to the potluck, learn some new recipes, make it way more than uh, just this chore, this this diet, it should be, you should be around a community of people that are where you want to be. I mean, that goes with anything in your relationships or career, but especially for going vegan, you know, when you're making this decision three to five times a day, you got to be around people that are encouraging you to do this, not trying to sabotage your efforts. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I'm not sure. What am I at? Four?
1: uh and something like that i'm just point, agreeing uh, with everything you say i think one more uh, to add maybe to help you is like understand that people will have opinions and you don't al- you don't always have to justify like don't cuz i was playing the game of like just defending myself in the beginning because people love to come at you with hate cuz they are afraid of what you're going through kind of
0: yeah a lot of people don't understand don't want to understand and it's easy to judge it's easy to Point out someone that's different. And usually, those aren't the people that are really good at anything else. I mean, usually, I think of like, what would Tony Robbins say? You know what I mean? Like, the the people that are, what would Oprah say about this? What would the highest level people in everything say about it? Would they ask why and be inquisitive, or will they be judgmental? And I find it easier to to take that context, especially friends and family, like friends, a lot of family members, they're just the worst because you got to be around them. But sometimes they mean well, but they give the worst advice. They, they don't lead by example. I think I, I learned that from my parents. My parents meant well. They didn't know about health and nutrition. They don't have successful careers. I, I, there's a lot of things I've learned because they weren't that example. I had to look elsewhere. Uh, but you will get hated on, so to speak. But I like to look at it as testing your own inner confidence, testing your own resolve. I mean, are you someone that caves to what someone else thinks? Th- think about that. Do you want to be that kind of person that, well, my mom doesn't approve or I you know my friends just didn't really like it, then you're just a flag in the wind. I mean, if that's the kind of person you want to be, then good luck being successful in any endeavor, uh, whether health relationships, career. Because you got to stand for something, and you'll find that when you stand for something you actually believe in, you—I mean—the amount of inner strength and confidence you'll feel uh, is unlike anything else. And this is one easy way to put that into motion.
1: For sure, and also I don't want people to go out there and starting family you and stuff. Um, I think that uh, an important takeaway from this is that. Choose your the people that you want to have those conversations with. And I think, like you said, family is going to be sometimes the hardest part because it's, food is so induced with culture. And I can just give my own example. My grandma actually got really upset with me when I turned vegan because suddenly she couldn't show her love to me anymore because she had always shown her love through food. She always cooked for me. She baked for me. And then when I couldn't eat her food anymore, she got really upset. Um, and, you know, it just hurt her on a deeper level. And she didn't understand my reasoning behind going vegan. She was also afraid that I was going to, you know, miss nutrition and lose all this weight and stuff. So just understand that when people are questioning your journey, it's because they, it's out of fear, most likely, or maybe they want to also follow your path, but don't have the courage to do it. So instead of like being encouraging, that's the response you get. It's like, oh, you know, have you heard this or that? I read somewhere the vegan is actually really bad for you. Whatever it might be. And there will be certain people where it's just not worth wasting your energy trying to, like, change their mind. And right. just be like, hey, if you're actually really interested, I would love to talk about it. But this is my choice. I decided to do this. Whatever you do, it's up to you. Just be an inspiration, but don't, like, choose your battles, is all I'm saying. But then with yes. a family friend, maybe mm-hmm. just sit down and talk and on a very, le- like, loving level... Try to just explain to them the reasoning behind why you want to do this, Your why you need their support in it, and how important it is for you that they are there with you and support you and not just keep questioning all the time. Because eventually you're not going to want to go to family dinner anymore because all you hear is like, oh, are you still vegan? Are you still not eating this and that? And like, it's just not fun anymore. So right. just have a conversation around it. But, you know, stick to your values. I, I think
0: you hit on a great point, which is a couple of great points, which is you hmm. got to... For one, as a vegan, you got to lead with love and empathy and understanding and compassion. You can't just have that towards animals and then now be judgmental and mean towards meat eaters. Because the meat eaters of today will be the vegans of tomorrow. Just like I was, just like my best friend was, just like 99% of vegans that weren't born vegan. They were they ate meat at some point and then had their own awakening and then stopped. So you got to lead with the side, with that compassion and love, because people only want to be open-minded to those that have something that looks better than what they have. It, you know, it was a lot of negative vegan experiences before that turned me off of veganism because I was like, wow, are all vegans this angry and this bitter and all that? But then when you have enough people that are loving and supportive, it's all of a sudden, hey, like, what are you doing differently? I'm, I'm actually interested. You, you look so healthy. You you have this inner peace. You, You... You don't seem stressed out or as uh, judgmental, all that. And then also with family members, yeah, communication is key. And you got to say, look, uh, Grant, you know, I love you. I love you as a person, all this. This is something for me. I really need your support, even if you don't understand it. It really means a lot. I don't want to have to resent you for pressuring me to eat another way or I don't want to be saying no to these invites because I don't feel comfortable and welcomed here. And I think the more honest you are in, in the most uh, constructive of ways, will build that bond and say, you know, Grandma, um, I understand how important this is to you. Can we cook a vegan dish based on this together? That's just one thought. But obviously, you still want the bond. You still want the connection. But you also have to do it in a way that you are sticking up to your beliefs, not caving in because of a family or friend member uh, doesn't agree with what you're doing.
1: That's such a great advice. It's actually how I went about it. I, I told my grandma, like, hey, this is just my choice. This is going to be my life now. But what if we do this? Why don't I pick a recipe? I'll come over to you with the ingredients. we will cook together. And I introduced them to like, hey, look at all the food I'm eating. It's still full of fats and nutrition and fiber and all of this. They could see that I was still eating a lot of food. So they felt Mm -hmm. better about me choosing differently. But then also we were back to like eating together and sharing a meal together. And so it really helped. And I have a very close relationship with my grandma still. And I'm so happy for that. So That's thank awesome. you. Good yeah. job. <laughs> Thanks. Well, Brad, it's been so good chatting with you. And I feel like we can continue like all day because we have so much Absolutely. in common. But and you so... got to
0: come down to Miami sometime. Uh,
1: I know. I, I, I haven't been to Miami yet. It's on my list. I don't oh know God. if it's on okay, my list.
0: Okay. But... Well, we'll plan that for sure because uh, we could do a lot of magic here. A lot of great vegan uh, restaurants opening up here as well.
1: Well, you said vegan restaurants are magic in the same sentence, so I feel like I need to go. (laughs) Well, um, it's time to wrap up, and I would love to finish off with my final three questions. But before that, um, I would love for people to be able to find you and get inspired from your actually hilarious stories on Instagram and very inspirational quotes, but also to find your ebook, which you have linked. So what is your Instagram?
0: Sure. It's the underscore bradass, B-R-A-D-A-S-S. Yes, it's a play on words on my name. And then also my website is bradleyjarred.com. Jared is J-A-R-R-Y-D.com. But you can also get there from the Instagram. And most of the time I'm on Instagram anyway, putting up silly stories, balancing out stupid, funny stories with deep motivation and inspiration. So uh, happy to connect with you there.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna link everything to in the notes, so make sure to check him out. All right, my final three questions. Are you ready?
0: Mm-hmm. Let's okay. do it.
1: Number one, you need to choose either no more chipotle for the rest of your life or no more coffee for the rest of your life.
0: Hmm. Okay, so I love chipotle, love, love, love chipotle. It's great for vegans. Eight dollars gets you about four pounds of rice, beans, sofritas, veggies. However coffee is coffee. As in, if you said no Starbucks or no Chipotle, I would go no Starbucks. But coffee means I can't make it at home. I can't go to Starbucks. I can't go to any coffee shops. So And caffeine, you know, you got to, I love my caffeine. So I got to go with no Chipotle, but it's only because you said one general food versus one specific chain. So uh, I'll have to pass on Chipotle, but Okay. I'm not happy about it.
1: <laughs> well, so when I, when I proposed this question, I was like, well, I know he's insanely in love with Chipotle. So it has to be a counters on th- something that's so important also. Because I know whatever else I would choose, you would just like, oh, I'm just going like, to let go of that. Chipotle is too important. Yeah. you know. If
0: you said, like, world peace and no <laughs> Chipotle, I, it'd be just as like, it'd be like, mm, man, okay, well, world peace <laughs> is pretty good, but... Dang. It's you know, too Chipo- unachievable anyway, so. <laughs> Chipotle's encouraging world peace, right? No.
1: Yeah. Well, I showed out to Chipotle. Um, it is a great place to find a lot of vegan food. So if you're a hungry vegan like Brad is and myself, it's a good place to go for sure. So Yes, it is. That's another advice if you want to start going plant-based and if you live in America, we can go and get Chipotle. It's a good place to start. <sighs> okay. Question number two, what would you say is something you learned about yourself the past five to ten years that you are incredibly grateful for, and how has this made you look differently on life?
0: Something I've learned in the last five to ten years, I I think, well, one thing I've learned in the last few years is we create our lives. I I think I, I held on to a victim mentality way more when I was a kid, and I would blame my parents. And look, we're all shaped by our upbringing. We all have strengths, weaknesses, mentalities from our upbringing. But what I've learned in the last few years is the majority of that can be changed. And regardless where you're at, we live in a world, we live in an era where we have the tools at our disposal and we see so many people change their lives drastically because they make the decision to do it actually follow through with the work and see it happen and uh understanding that excuses i guess that's it understanding the excuses are only for people that don't want to feel bad about not accomplishing something is one of the best truths out there and uh they're just bogus if you actually are to achieve something they're only for people that you know just don't want to feel as bad but it doesn't serve you in any way so Going forward, I try and eliminate excuses as much as possible and ask, How can I do this? Not, I can't. Uh, Every time I catch myself in an excuse, I try and become aware of it and it'll change your life drastically.
1: Yeah. I mean, excuses are never good, (laughs) they never benefit you in any ways. And I think the sooner you can realize that and change your life, you're just going to be a lot happier for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Here on Hate Change, we're all about spreading positivity and good news, which you've, you've already spread a lot of positivity throughout this podcast, mm-hmm. but still. Uh, I want you to share something with us that you feel super optimistic about right now that we can take with us into our day.
0: Hmm. Optimistic. Let's see. I, I think I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic about everything, but I'm optimistic that our generation... Is going to do so much more for the world than the prior generation because I feel like we genuinely care more about things that matter on a deeper level as in just either more of us do or we just internally do and the the internet Instagram YouTube all these medias out there that people give Instagram such a hard time because of all the vanity involved but what we've been able to do is connect from one part of the world to another, and I feel like the internet exposes everything. Everyone has a smartphone, everyone has a camera, and so much more truth about everything in the world, whether it's health, politics, religion, anything and everything will be coming to the surface in the next few years, and even though it won't be easy, I think that will be wonderful. Uh, I don't know how to apply that. I just think of that from time to time when I'm just contemplating life. Um, I guess, huh? I guess just uh, using social media, using whatever internet connection to help the world is something that we can do. And it's not just sharing a positive meme or something, it could be posting something bad that happened to you and just being raw and authentic and saying, you know what? Um, I had this incident and I don't feel good about it. And this is what I did. And understand that people are on the other end to connect with you. And it's just more powerful than you think. And I think it's just going to keep going in that direction. And look, everything has two sides of a coin. I think that was the biggest thing I learned recently is, you know, I, I can walk into a big house and someone can say, wow, what a great place to live. And I can say, man, what a bitch to furnish. You know what I mean? Wow, that's going to be an expensive electric bill. Just anything. So it's like, of course, there is perceived bad, but everything that is perceived bad is perceived good. You know, you become famous. Yes, I'm famous. I'm wealthy. Oh, great. Now I can't eat out in public. Now, um, you know, people expect me to look this way, expect me to act this way. So uh, I, I think that optimistic perception towards social media is the only way to go because, you can be negative about anything and it just won't do any good.
1: Thank you again for tuning in today. I'm super excited to have you with me on this journey of change. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes. And if you have a minute over, please leave a quick review and some stars. Thank you. I'm also to be found on Instagram via the hashtag HeyChange or on my website HeyChange.net. So please follow me and we can be friends. All right, until next time, have an awesome day and don't forget to get out there and embrace some change.